You're listening to the Higher Ideas Podcast, where ideas grow. Connect on Twitter, YouTube, iTunes, or higherideas.net. Now here's your host, I. Hello, fellow human, and welcome back to the Higher Ideas Podcast, returning to the air after about two months of radio silence. So, of course, today's episode, Making a Return... Um, I first of all have to explain where I've been, what's happened, why did I go quiet? And at the same time, it makes for a very worthy topic of discussion around ayahuasca and working with powerful psychedelic experiences. But before I get digging into that, there is a bit of good news to share. Higher Ideas Podcast has received its first ever PayPal donation. I put up a PayPal donate button on the site maybe up to a year ago and uh, promptly told nobody about it. The idea was uh, it'll be there. If anybody cares to donate, they'll see it, they'll use it. And so I kind of forgot about it. Until a couple weeks back, I got an email telling me that I received a donation. So I was really surprised, took a look at the account, and it was a nice chunk of change. So I have to thank right now Christian K for making that first ever donation to the podcast. It's definitely going to go to supporting this Peruvian adventure I'm currently on, specifically in the form of buying me quite a few meals. So thank you for feeding me for a couple days, uh, Christian K. And by the way, I got in touch with Christian and asked him if he'd like to hear about any particular topic on the podcast. And he expressed wanting to hear a little bit more about uh, plants and dieting with plants, the plant dieta uh, relationship. And so I'll break into that in an upcoming episode uh, later this week or so. But for now, let's get to the topic of the day, explaining where I've been, why I've been quiet. And at the same time, we'll be talking about reacting to ayahuasca, or more specifically, reacting to any powerful psychedelic experience. This definitely applies to any powerful psychedelic experience you might have out there, such as mushrooms, cactus, whatever it is you're, you're working with. Um, but yes, reacting to the psychedelic experience. Now, one of the defining things of the psychedelic experience is that no one can really tell you what to expect. Everybody can share their experience, um, but experiences are so varied from person to person. And also within one person's experience, there is an unpredictable variety from one experience to another. So it's really hard to pin down um, anything concrete or, or, or certain you can tell a person to prepare a person. But one of the things I think you can confidently say with certainty about a psychedelic experience is that you will react to it. It will have an effect in your life, right? I mean, that's just a law of physics. You're going after a big, impactful experience, and the laws of physics say that when one object impacts another object, that other object will have some sort of reaction. It's just a law of the universe. And it's the same with experience. You're going after a big bang experience. You have to expect to react. Now, yes, that reaction 
a lot of times is positive in the form of healings or, or walking away feeling empowered, invigorated, inspired, right? Um, you can be left with a spiritual fire that can fuel you ahead for, I don't know, up to a year forward in your life just from one experience. And yes, I've been trying to focus a lot on those positive aspects um, of these medicines on the podcast, but the reality is you can also react in a difficult way. You can become depressed, you can become lost. Um, it can be really a struggle to integrate something you've experienced in a powerful experience like ayahuasca. And that is something to expect and be sort of mentally prepared for um, and in a way sort of accept before you even approach an experience like this. You just never know how you'll react, but you will react. That's what you're going after, right? You want a change in your life. You want some kind of visible reaction in your life or else what's the point? What is the point of undertaking these trials if you're not going to walk away with some kind of tangible movement in your life, right? And I mean, look, the first time I worked with ayahuasca, the first time I experienced ayahuasca myself, I reacted in the form of uncontrollably, unstoppably writing a book, which turned out to be a two-year project. So I reacted for two years to that first initial night with ayahuasca. That is a huge reaction, just illustrating what a huge impact that first experience was. Um, and that uh, reaction led to other reactions as a consequence, for example, quitting my comfortable high-paying job, which led to me losing my comfortable apartment, my stable life, my independence, you know, a bunch of things um, uh, sort of got impacted by this one reaction. And you have to be ready to accept that kind of um, disturbance in your life if you're going to approach something like this. That is a very worthy, I think, warning to give someone who's thinking about approaching these medicines. Um, you have to be aware that you may make some huge changes in your life, not all of them pleasant. For example, you may end up having to leave a relationship in your life, um, such as a marriage or a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a friend. You may have to cut someone out of your life as a result of seeing some truth about the relationship which um, necessitates that change. So you may be in a relationship for an unhealthy reason, or you may realize that another person is in a relationship with you for a reason that is unhealthy for them or unhealthy for you. And once you know that, what do you do, right? Do you go back to the way things were uh, with the knowledge now that it's wrong or do you then take action to heal the situation uh, through the difficult task of ending a relationship that uh, was comfortable for both people on the surface? So there are difficult tasks that uh, psychedelics will hand you that way in the form of showing you a truth about a situation that you previously didn't know, and then it, it leaves you with homework. It leaves you with a reaction that you have to deal with, that you have to manage, right? This is the kind of thing I'm talking about. Do not approach ayahuasca or another such psychedelic if you don't want anything to change in your life. In other words, if you don't want a reaction in your life, you will react. If it was an experience worth a damn, there will be reactions. And it's a lot like that uh, dilemma of taking the red pill or the blue pill 
in the Matrix movies, once you take the red pill, you've made your choice. And you can't turn around later and complain about that choice because of a truth you now saw that you wish you didn't see. It's too late. You have to think about it beforehand. You have to be ready beforehand to deal with what comes. And once it comes, you can't complain because you swallowed that ayahuasca or that mushroom or that cactus or whatever the hell it is you're working with. And so this all takes me pretty cleanly to my explanation. Where have I been for the last two months? What happened? Uh, why have I gone silent without any explanation? Well, that's the reason. I have been reacting to my previous work with ayahuasca um, over those two weeks about two months ago. And this was a pretty deep impact because for the last two months, I've been feeling um, completely devoid of confidence, of direction, of inspiration, of clarity, of a vision, of direction. I've lost everything that fuels not only this podcast, but um, this journey I've been on for the last couple of years working with psychedelics. Um, this was a really dirty trick that I feel ayahuasca has pulled on me all of a sudden, which was to get me this far um, committed to this journey here in Peru that I'm having right now. I'm here in Peru for undefined amounts of months um, committing to working with this medicine and what does she do very promptly after I get here is cut me down at the knees and have me fall over flat on my face right without any apparent reason uh, any apparent beneficial reason I've been just frustrated with ayahuasca uh, for for the last bunch of weeks and so being so lost for direction uh, feeling so out of it feeling so disoriented and, and disempowered, of course, the natural result was I couldn't even approach this podcast. I never want to record anything for Higher Ideas Podcast if it's not coming from a passionate place, if it's not coming from a place of clarity and um, vision, right? And I've lost all of that, as I said. So, of course, I couldn't say squat. And at first I thought, well, maybe next week I'll feel better. Maybe next week I'll feel better. Maybe next week I'll feel better. I'll record tomorrow. I'll record, ah, forget it. I'll record it the day after tomorrow. And it just turned into two months. And here I am now feeling like I'm kind of crawling out of the hole um, after two months of deep video game, Netflix, and YouTube binging, um, feeling like a hermit. I've just sort of wrapped myself up in a shell of solitude, trying to understand, trying to find myself again, trying to find my, my, my light, my fire again, which I feel um, was taken from me the last time I worked with this ayahuasca. And of course, when you're in a down and depressed state, you tend to lose uh, a lot of your wisdom, right? And it's only in the last couple of days that I've realized, wait a minute, this is exactly what I was hoping for on this journey, in a way. Taking the podcast along with me on this trip to Peru to work with ayahuasca, I took this podcast here with me, hoping to chronicle um, a ground-level reporting of working with ayahuasca, right? And I've been frustrated recently because I was hoping it would be sunshine and rainbows. I was hoping it would be all positive, beautiful stories, of which there are. I've had some great experiences that I have yet to share with you. 
But this pretty negative reaction I've been having for two months, um, while I've been in this deep hole, I've forgotten that this is also a part of the work. This is also worthy of reporting and talking about because there must be other people out there also struggling with certain experiences they're having. So uh, that, that sort of clicked recently uh, in my mind as I'm coming out of this depression. Let's be honest, I've been pretty deeply depressed lately. Um, but coming out of it, some reason has returned and I realized, wait a minute, this is exactly the point. This is worth talking about because it will happen to some people. And in my opinion, we do a disservice to people who are looking at ayahuasca as a possibility if all we ever say is, it's amazing, it's healing, it was so great, I walked away feeling refreshed. Well, you know what? That might not be all of your experiences. It might not be your first experience. Your first experience may be very similar to what I'm experiencing right now where I'm suddenly knocked completely on my ass and um, left in a pretty deep crisis of what the hell is my life right now? What do I do? Um, I've lost, I feel like I've lost everything that matters. Um, it's like ayahuasca just poked my eyes out all of a sudden, just gouged them out and left me blind on the side of the road. But as I said, um, I feel like I've been coming out of this dark phase um, the last couple of days and I'm starting to see what is actually the truth here which is it's all part of the work um, there are things I've had to digest and think about and reanalyze in the last couple of months in this negative reaction um, that I had to look at that I had to be depressed in a dark corner and, and, and just sort of be obsessed in a weird way um, with trying to find the solution to these these new truths that have come up about myself um, and my life, um, I now soberly know these difficult things I know, and I'm sort of ready to try and walk forward, um, find a way to walk forward with them, right? I'm, I'm at the dawn of the healing that uh, comes after this dark night of exercise that ayahuasca has thrown me into. And so that's a message I'd like to share right now. Um, try and remain aware as you're working with something like ayahuasca um, that when you are having a negative reaction, try and remain aware that it may be part of your work. It may be part of the exercise that will eventually lead to um, your healing or your growth. It's not always pretty. I've said it before, medicine is not always pretty. And I've been asking myself whether I should share the details of, of what ayahuasca did to me this time around that threw me into this disabled, weaker, uh, lost place. Um, but I don't think the details matter. What really matters is the perspective that any reaction you have to a psychedelic is part of working with that psychedelic. It is part of the homework that it is giving you to work with. And um, working through this, getting through it, finding a way to integrate it, finding a way to digest it and get over it, get through it, is part of the healing. This is one of the ways that psychedelic medicine uh, works in a person well beyond the experience itself. The whole digestion process, the whole readjustment process, the whole making changes in your life process 
are all part of the effects, are all part of the reaction, are all part of the medicine of a psychedelic experience. And that's the most important detail about my recent reaction, my recent experiences with the ayahuasca. Um, but I guess for anybody who's dying to know, um, what ayahuasca did to me this time around uh, was kind of a dirty trick. And I, I still can't tell if it was a trick or if it was... Uh, here's how to put it. Um, there was a moment that came in one of my experiences where there was this overwhelming sense that I was about to reach a destination I've been reaching for for years now. Maybe since the first time I even took mushrooms four or five years ago, or even maybe for my entire life, it feels like I've been reaching for this... Um, I feel like I've been reaching for this destination. Whether I knew it in my distant past or not, one thing's for sure, once I started working with mushrooms, I definitely became a lot more serious about this reaching. Um, and what I'm trying to describe here is reaching for my ultimate self. The effort in my life for the last bunch of years um, has been reaching for um, my ultimate potential, becoming the best me that I can be, the most powerful me that I can be, right? And there was a moment working with ayahuasca where it was there. It was right in front of me, there for the taking. And I knew that if I, I symbolically took that moment, if I stepped into that moment, my entire life would change. Um, I would finally be the thing I've been trying to become, and I would no longer be um, striving for it. I would just be it. It was the ends of the road uh, in, a, in an amazing way, right? Um, here you will be your most powerful self from here on out, um, and, and your life will become a completely other thing. Instead of trying to reach for this thing, your life will now be about learning to live with it because you will be it. But there were some fears there. There were some insecurities there. There were some um, things to consider right near that moment that I had never even thought about um, when I was chasing it. These fears and insecurities and worries and, and, and factors to consider um, were screaming at me anytime I tried to reach for that potential. Every time I tried to step into it, I would back up again because some, some thing would go, no, 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 don't. Remember this? Think about that. Right? And um, I'd back off. And so I danced with that thing for maybe an hour trying to jump into this moment being offered to me. What an amazing moment. Um, I'm sure it doesn't come often, this offer to become your ultimate self right now. Jump on in. It's ready, right? So to be sort of tiptoeing around it and be dancing back and forth towards it, um, it was frustrating for me. But at the same time, I felt that it was frustrating for the ayahuasca. There was this immense feeling that all of life and all of reality, the whole universe around me, had worked to create this moment. And there was an immense pressure. And in fact, there was the literal understanding being pushed on me that this moment will never come again. This opportunity is now or never. So jump into it now or forget it forever. That was this immense, challenging pressure that was behind me. 
while these fears and worries about what will happen when I step into this were keeping me away. So I was being torn in two, I was being crushed from two sides. Uh, it was a really difficult uh, challenge to, to manage. And in the end, I failed. I, I, I didn't jump into that moment. I just couldn't. Um, I had to think about it more. I, I had never thought about so many factors around this. I had to back off. I mean, think about it this way. There are people out there who are striving for great things, like, uh, let's say you want to be president one day, president of the United States, and ever since you're a kid, you're sort of, uh, that seems to be your destiny, and eventually in your adulthood, you decide to attack it seriously, you get into politics, you change your life, you're going to be president, damn it, and you're going to change this world, and um, maybe all of a sudden, faster than you thought, the opportunity shows up, the stars align and you are whisked into the office in a, in, a, in a storm election that no one saw coming, and all of a sudden, you are the president of the United States. But then all of a sudden, you also learn all sorts of things about being president that you didn't know from the outside, and the second you walk into it, um, um, you're faced with all these responsibilities and all of these challenges and, and adversaries and, and, and downsides that you had no idea about when you were so crazily chasing after it, right? I mean, it's the same thing uh, with people chasing stardom, people that want to be a superstar, an actor, or, or, or some kind of musician or something like that. Um, some people go their entire life reaching for that and never getting it. But then there are some people that get it too soon, and those usually end up being train wrecks, right? Those end up being tragedies. Same thing with people chasing riches, right? Some people want to be rich, and they work really hard, and they never get there. And then there are people who win the lottery. And, and how many stories have we heard about uh, the disasters that tend to happen when people suddenly become millionaires, right? They, they weren't ready for it. There was all these factors um, to being a millionaire that they had never thought about when they played the lottery, and suddenly it's thrust upon you, and you're not ready. And that is the kind of moment that I had. That was the kind of, um, I had a second to think about it. I wasn't thrown into the moment where I couldn't turn around. I was right on the edge of it, and it was my choice to walk in or walk away. And getting that near um, I was just um, suddenly aware of so many factors I hadn't thought about in my journey to get there. And I just had to back off because I need to process it. I need to, um, um, there are some fears, there are some insecurities, there are feelings of unworthiness, there are feelings of not wanting the responsibility that I need to really process. I couldn't just jump in without uh, thinking about these new factors. So uh, I ended up wiping out, feeling like a failure. And what's been really messing with me is that feeling, that overwhelming urge that ayahuasca was pushing me with, saying, this is your one and only chance. And if you can't do it now, forget it forever. That's been really screwing with me. And that's been the main reason I'm kind of frustrated with ayahuasca right now. Because here's the thing. Ayahuasca has tricked me in the past with that kind of big um, threat that turns out to be a lie. If you've read my book, um, you'll know what I'm referring to when I say the wasp. The wasp challenge was a dirty lie in a way, but that lie created an important exercise. In that case, I succeeded at the exercise. In this case, 
I failed, and uh, I'm only hoping that it was a dirty lie. It was another uh, ruse. It was another um, bluff that ayahuasca was throwing at me to try and push me forward. Um, because otherwise, uh, this is what's thrown me into a crisis. If this journey to reach my ultimate state, my, my best version of me, if that journey really is over, if that was my one chance to reach it, then what the hell's motivating me anymore, right? That's been uh, what really has thrown everything into doubt since that moment. And so now as I'm getting back on my feet, as I'm dusting myself off, I'm starting to tell myself, no, that was probably another trick because I can't imagine I would have put so much of my life into this, made so many sacrifices, reaching for this, what is really sort of a sacred end, because really this is a sacred path, this, this path of reaching for your ultimate human potential, right? Your ultimate effectiveness in your life for the betterment of yourself and your peers and the world. That I feel is a sacred human journey that all of us would do well to seriously tackle. It's difficult, yes, but at the same time, it's good for everybody. And I, I, I have a hard time believing that I would not get another chance at it if I keep working. So that's what started turning the tide of this uh, dark phase for me lately, is realizing, no, man, you can get back on the horse, visit ayahuasca again, and see what happens. That's where we are today. Um, I, am, I am dusting myself off and starting to think about my next bunch of weeks in the jungle working with ayahuasca. So that was a long way to say that ayahuasca has thrown me into a pretty deep existential crisis uh, for the last couple of months. And I still don't feel I've completely got my mojo back, but it definitely feels good to be working on this podcast again. And if I keep doing this, I'll probably get the flow again. I certainly haven't come this far to give up. So that's a lot of food for thought, fellow human. For any of you who are uh, currently working with these medicines or are looking forward to working with these medicines, um, this kind of thing can happen. You can be thrown into a sort of state of despair for a while. But please take it from me um, and try to remember that all of it is for your own good. Or at least that's the positive view I prefer to work with, and it usually leads me to more growth and more healing. Until next time, fellow human, you could always find uh, all the other episodes and any way to get in touch with me over at higherideas.net. And of course, if hearing about that donate button inspired you to help me out on this crazy quest over here in Peru, feel free to make a donation too. Every little bit counts. And that ayahuasca book of mine is still waiting for more purchasers over at terrorandmiracles.com. Um, those purchases also go a huge way to keep this podcast and this Peruvian adventure um, going smoothly. So another big thanks to everybody who supports this podcast in any way that they do. And of course, for your patience in these uh, hiatuses that come and go. So that's it for this one, fellow human. And until next time, keep thinking. <laughs>